Hello, everyone. I really want to think about something out loud. When I do episodes, I tend to use articles, but I'm also going to share what I think. much more frequently sometimes when I do episodes sometimes the writing is so perfect that there's nothing to add and other times where if I feel like what is being said needs more communication that's when I gladly share so I've been doing these sex episodes because I'm healing out loud sexually Um, I've wrestled with the subject of sex my entire life because I didn't know what my values were about it consciously. It was something that because of the sexual evils that occurred against me in childhood, I wrestled with it. But I can honestly say that as of tonight, I fully know what my sexual values are and are not because there's a contrast. A lot of times when people are assaulted sexually, we're, for years we don't even know what we our innate true blue sexual values are and aren't. But tonight I can say that I figured it out. I've had this four year period of being unemployed I got to heal in countless ways. I got to heal beyond measure and heal beyond compare. And one of the areas I've experienced that is the area of sex and sexuality. And so I'll be doing more episodes where I come off the top of my head. Um, I'll start doing that August 9th where at least most of my episodes will be off the top of my head. I may do a little bit of reading, but I'm going to be more off the cuff than and read less. So you'll always leave out knowing more of what I think and less of what somebody else thinks. That's something I decided to do starting August the 9th, actually. Um, and even when I read... I'll slow down and share more of what's in my head. You've gotten a lot of what I think already. If I read something and I keep going, usually I agree with it. Um, And so I'm going to do an episode about sex, right? And what I'm going to actually do is sum it up. No, 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 I don't have to. Um, What I'll do is read it and share more of what I think starting now. Seven tips for having more intimate sex. This is Better Health Editorial Team, updated July 8, 2022. Medically reviewed by Tonia Cassidy, LISW. Do you feel that you have fallen to a sexual rut? I can honestly say 
three years, I was in a sexual rut. I'm answering the question for me. Maybe a sexual relationship with your partner has flattened. There were times where, honestly, that did occur to me. Or you realize that many of your recent sexual encounters lacked any intimacy. I, sh I had intimacy issues regarding sex for years, I, I can confess. Perhaps you struggle in dealing with rejection from past sexual partners or feeling self-conscious about your body. I know what that is like. This bodily self-consciousness and rejection from past sexual partners. I know that agonizing feeling. Um, there are just several reasons why you and many other people could be looking for advice and have more intimate sex. Um, I trust my own advice the most when it comes to intimate sex, which means I trust other people's advice the least when it comes to intimate sex. I wasn't always at that point, but the healing work that I've been doing is why I arrived and stay at that The key to having more intimate sex relies on emotional connection with your partner both inside and outside the bed and all the other sexual settings, I add. And I agree with that because you can have emotional, capabil uh, emotional capability, emotional ability, all in one with your partners and that should be the norm. And you can also have emotional um, emotional intimacy with your partner and be casual in terms of casual relationships. So it is possible to experience emotional capability, emotional ability, and have a casual relationship. It just simply means that you have a reverence, a profound respect for them and yourself. Then it says, communication and openness will help you develop your sexual relationship with your partner and or partners. So this implies partners too, because not everybody is monogamous. So every time I talk about sex or romance, I say partners because I honor the fact that everyone has diverse relational dynamics and not everyone is traditional about that. And those are all worthy of being There are seven tips for cultivating your strengthness. So number one, redefine your original viewpoint on sex. Pause. I had to redefine what I was taught about sex. I grew up in a world where sex was either a numbers game, parading and trophying people around, Or it was 
you're gonna burn hot in hell forever because you're burning hot with biological fiery passion or it was a masculinity competition and so I had to redefine sex for myself And so, I also want to share each partner brings a distinct viewpoint on sex into the relationship. That's true because we have a diversification of experiences and cultural backgrounds. So we bring all of our commonalities and differences into the casual. And it says, this attitude is usually formed from their own unique life experiences. I just said that. But either way, it's true. Some people do not learn how to effectively articulate their sexual desires, their sexual needs and sexual preferences to their partners later in life. I'm one of those people, tragically speaking. Others may struggle focusing more on the physical than the emotional part of sex. Now, that was a sexual issue of mine for more than a decade. I focus more on the emotional part of sex than the physical. I have turned over the tables and got myself in the tables. These issues can create sexual dysfunction throughout the relationship. I did have sexual dysfunction. Not anymore, but I used to. To prevent or ameliorate this issue, it is important to remember to slow down and enjoy the entire experiences together. That these are things I am still reinforcing and enforcing with And my partner is reinforced and enforcing the same thing for themselves. Positive self-reinforcement, positive self-enforcement, and, po and positive mutual enforcement and reinforcement. And so I had to learn that sex is not a contest, it's not a conquest. It's not a competition, and there should be no pettiness towards sex. Sex is not about ratios, data, statistics, as I was taught in terms of how many women can you, quote-unquote, experience. Those were 
the bullshits that I was taught about sex growing up. I was around a bunch of toxic masculine motherfuckers against my will. It says, focusing on your sexual desires and sexual needs for each other in the present moment rather than the end goal can drastically improve your intimacies in the bedroom and all the other sexual settings. I'm so glad that I am reading to I'm reading to you when I'm telling myself and somebody else is saying the words that I'm saying to myself too. It says to use your words and talk to each other. Try to sit down with your partner and discuss your interests and needs and desires together. Um, the aspect of sex is uh, verbal communication. And vernacular I love that these words are authenticated confirmations in my life Active listening is important for all parties involved as well as honesty when discussing their thoughts. That is true. Make sure you're having these conversations outside the bedroom and all the other sexual settings. Again, that is true. They need to be taken seriously and should be done without any distractions. Yes, be fully focused on each other. Sexual mindfulness and mindfulness in general are makes people all around compassionate even sexually compassionate for itself each other and others it says well the idea of talking about your sexual needs and sexual yearnings not being completely met sounds awkward it will allow you to focus on other more fun parts of your casual committed relationship that is correct. Being honest during these sessions is critical. If you don't tell your partner what you need, they cannot fulfill you the way you need them to. If you don't tell your partner what you want, they cannot fulfill you the way you want them to. Both are accurate. Don't be afraid to ask questions either, such as what do you need more of? What do you want more of? of, what do you need less of, what do you want less of, or what is some things we can do differently, or should we keep doing things the same way? Those are valid questions. Sexual curiosity can be healthy if used properly. 
and it says, when done successfully, these intimate conversations can allow their partners to sexually satisfy one another without having to do any guesswork. If you don't have to if you don't have to play any psychological manipulation or emotional manipulation tactics with each other though sex should be free of psychological manipulation and emotional manipulation and intellectual manipulation three Embrace new experiences to enhance your sexual relationship. People whose sex lives are starting to plateau sometimes turn to new toys, positioning sexual partners to spice up their relations and their sexual activity. This inclination may be caused by a failure to focus on your emotional connection with each other of need for physical pleasure. Unfortunately, those are hard truths about my sexual past. Instead of looking for short-lived external help, try to allow yourself to be more vulnerable in front of each other with each other. It may feel risky and a little scary, but opening yourselves up emotionally and sexually can allow you to feel more connected to each other. I appreciate the constructive criticism that I am now able to give regarding sex. And it shows the people of my past that they need this constructive criticism too. You can also try being more expressive in your feelings toward each other, both verbally and non-verbally. Telling your partners how much you appreciate them or giving them a massage before, during, or after your adventures are Great methods for practicing genuine Wow, these words are caused me to experience sexual personal growth. And when I become an adult film star, I get to also experience sexual professional growth. Okay, number four. Don't be afraid to slow it down. Sometimes you need to take things slow. This may entail slowing down the conversation when it comes to unique sexual desires, sexual needs, or require levels of intimacy from your partners. Some people need more time and patience when it comes to expressing sexual needs and sexual wants. 
I'm slowing down when I read this because this therapeutic rejuvenation of my soul is preventing me from depletion. It can also involve literal interpretation in the sexual realm. Slowing down your movements allows you to remain in the moment and enjoy the unique connections you may share with your partners. You share with your partners. Remember to focus on the present experiences rather than the end goal of achieving an orgasm and or orgasm. I'm glad I can turn my podcast into a self-therapy session. I get to put on soothing music and wise words get to be said over the episodes with a calm voice of mind. Calm voice of mind and a calm and the calm voice of mind. And it says, build an erotic love map together. An erotic love map explores the partner's preferences, needs, and desires. As you build this love map, try to ask specific questions about their needs, preferences, and desires section. Start with these questions as you build a comprehensive list tailored to your unique relationship. What felt good last time? What did you do that turned each other on? What fulfills your sexual desires, sexual needs, and makes sex better for you? What do you need to make sex more intimate for all parties involved? What do you dislike? Sex and intimacy do not always go hand in hand for some people. However, by building a love map together, erotically speaking, you and your partners can garner a better understanding of each other's tastes, inclinations, needs, and desires. Allowing yourself to become vulnerable when talking intimately about sex can be effectively bridging the gap between the two terms, sex and intimacy. Wow. I'm going to use all the sexual wisdom within my on-screen life and my off-screen life. Mm. This is fantastic. Or I should say it like this. This is fucking fantastic. Number six. Eliminate distractions. Silence your phone. Put it away. Pay attention to your partner. Silence your computers and laptops. Put them away too. Silence all technological devices. Put them all away. I say. Pay attention to your partners. Pay attention to your partners. And for the third time, pay attention to your partners. With so much going on in the world around us, it can be easy to become distracted. You must focus your attention on your partners during something as intimate as sex. Allowing yourself to become distracted may delay sexual pleasure and frustrate your partners. It may even frustrate you. Eliminating objects such as your cell phone or laptop or and all technological devices can prevent you from getting distracted and allow you to focus on the moments instead. Or if you need your technological device, put them on silent. 
silent mode. It's possible that the only volumes that should be heard is from you and your partners when it comes to the bow chicka wow wow. Number seven, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Vulnerability can be done in a variety of ways. Expressing your sexual desires and sexual needs to your partner sometimes requires you to be vulnerable. Maintaining eye contact during sex. Not creepy staring, okay? Just a gaze, J-C-E, looking at each other peacefully, right? While sometimes awkward at first, can also help you connect sexually with your partner. Being vulnerable can be scary. Not everyone is comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings out of fear of being misjudged. That's why all parties involved sexually should judge each other correctly. But doing so allows partners to build trust in each other and prevent themselves from shutting down and becoming distant from each other. These are spitting truths. I love this. Sex and intimacy 101. Why the two don't always go head to hand. Intimate sex can strengthen your emotional connection with your partners. Part of achieving this entails knowing how sex and intimacy can connect to each other. Sometimes they don't match up together at all. Random hookups and one night stands are usually not intimate. Even though people like me, I do have the capability of having intimate hookups and intimate one night stands. I do. People can also show intimacy toward each other without having sex. Something as simple as asking how they are when they arrive home from work or greeting them with a kiss can articulate your affection. Or heading to the movies after work and y'all casual or greeting each other with oral sex can articulate your affections, not romantically, but affection, being affectionate, you know, that can help if you're casual too. So you do have different types of intimacy, right? Intimacy can ex- be expressed in different manners, allowing you to have different opportunities for connection. Physically, taking a walk, cooking dinner together, going to a movie, again, are several examples of intimacy. Emotionally, sharing one's emotions and thoughts with a partner can be considered emotional intimacy. You did that with your partner, too. Essentially, physical touching, such as hugging or kissing, are sensual forms of intimacy sexually. Sexual intimacy involves forms of sex, such as intercourse, normal sex, intellectual. Divulging one's opinions and ideas, even if they disagree. Spiritual, sharing awe-inspiring moments, and I mean that secularly. So, those are all the different types of intimacy and all the different types of examples of all those intimacies that I'll be doing when it comes to my on-screen life and my off-screen life. So you have non-sexual methods for intimacy. Help focus your energy on the intimate and emotional aspects of your relationship. It can be helpful to practice intimate acts that aren't sex-related. There's some ideas for... There are some ideas to get started. So, here are some ideas to get started. Discuss things that matter the most to you. Give each other a...
massage, try something new together, such as a cooking class or dancing lesson. Help each other out more, spend more time. Cuddle it. So again, you can discuss the things that matter the most to you, give each other a massage, try something new together, such as a cooking class or dancing lesson, help each other out more, spend more time cuddling, hey, or come up with your own ideas, you are that right, <laughs> so I'm a listener. And so, partners don't necessarily have to practice non-sexual methods. Partners don't necessarily have to practice non-sexual methods for intimacy alone to improve their emotional connection. However, they can they can complement the sexual intimacy often done in the bedroom or that sexual settings. Think about the impression impressions you want to make on your partner and act accordingly to make that impact. You can always enhance first impressions and all the other impressions that come along with it. Numerically speaking. Okay, the four pillars of an emotionally intimate relationship. If you aren't emotionally connected with your partners on some level, proven intimacy in your sex life can be difficult. Building an emotionally intimate relationship involves several key facts, including knowing yourself, by understanding your feelings, and needs you can articulate to, to other people. Trusting your partner. When partners trust each other, they are more willing to share their intimate feelings and vulnerabilities with them. Practicing honesty, being honest, but tactful is it's important for helping your partners make informed choices that will improve your sexual experience improve your sexual experiences. Learning to communicate clearly. Clear communication involves both an open and use of verbal and nonverbal methods to get your feelings across to your partners. As you continue to build your relationship with your partners, let them have fun. Not every conversation or encounter with them has to be serious. So you can seek treatment or, or counseling. People may seek therapy and counseling for a variety of reasons. You know, counseling can help you and your partners work out any relationship issues or roadblocks you're experiencing. Sex therapy is another type of talk therapy for people who need to address psychological, me medical, or personal factors in impeding sexual satisfaction. Are you ready to start counseling? Licensed mental health professionals, including staff at BetterHelp, can help you and your partners work through sex and intimacy issues together. And the health benefits of intimate sex are the health benefits of a strong sexual and emotional relationship are plentiful. Many people experience reduced stress, better support system, reduced risk of, morbid, of morbidity and mortality, improved mental health. So these are all the wisdoms I'm going to take during sex. And I want to sum it up now. Basically, I'm going to... My sex life will be in the business of giving and receiving anal orgasms blended orgasms, breast orgasms, cervical orgasms, corgasms, clitoral orgasms, disappearing orgasms, half orgasm or ruined orgasms if you will, G-spot orgasms, squirting orgasms, multiple orgasms, and full body orgasms. On stream and off stream,
I'm a practitioner of tantric sex, meaning we know one, knowing one's body and knowing each other's bodies is what we do. Um, I know my body, I know my partner's body, my partner's know their bodies, and my partner's know my body. We read, we um, find good places, we prepare the mind, we set aside time, we look further into it. We practice mindfulness, we explore the we explore each other's entire body. We we build the moments with ourselves, each other, then the light slide us into canopy upon a relaxed movement are quick examples of what we do. We can die contact, we take things slow, we cannot go linear. Um, we don't do scripts. We're just natural and organic, we're natural and organic when it comes to all things sex with each other. And we got to handle hard positions. We built moments with each other. We built moments with ourselves again. We have fabulous breathing techniques, prolonging ejaculation. And we just breathe deeply. We deeply within the diaphragm. We do the yap yum position, the relaxed arc, arch positions. We explore, we experiment, we're comfortable, we use, our, we use all of our five senses. That is why our sex is pleasurable. We are tantric sex And uh, I'm erotic, I'm a shapeshifter. I'm a kinky and sexual, sensual, I say again. Again, I'm erotic, shapeshifter, sensual, sexual, kinky. Yes, I'm all five erotic blueprint types. <laughs> and I want to say that. Uh, I am all the 11 sexual personality types. So that means that I am the decompressor, the explorer, the fair trader, the giver, the guardian, the patch pursuer, the pleasure seeker, the prioritizer, the romantic, the spiritualist, and the thrill seeker. I'm a secular spiritualist. Ah, secular spirituality is what I do. So. All these words that I've said about sex on the episodes that I do, I will apply to my on-screen and off-screen life. And the last thing I want to say is that I am wholesomely, healthily, naturally, gradually, and harmlessly, and legally, and ethically, and humanely, sexually uninhibited, and all my partners on screen off screen are two. That's not the last thing I want to say. I was just joking. There's more. That I want to say. 
I'm thankful that you all have heard my sexual metamorphosis on the podcast. So I am definitely fulfilled. I look forward to the professional intimate sex or personal intimate sex that could happen in the future. I will always have sex when it comes to sex work and all the legal places. No criminality. So I will have sex with all types of adult sex workers. But I'll have way more free sex with just than paid sex because I'll be friends with them first. And most of my free sex won't even come from sex work. Non-sex workers, you know. So I would never bankrupt myself. I would never go on a spending spree so recklessly. Most of my sex is free, whether it's sex workers or business. Non-sex workers, but I have more free sex from non-sex workers than sex workers. If I have to pay, it'll be at special discounts where it's easily affordable. And because I'll be making regular money by that time, I'll easily recoup it back in that time. Um, so, example, would I ever have sex like a legal safe brothel? Sure. Um, rabbit frequent strip club? Sure. I would do these things infrequently. Not frequently. Um, most of my sex would be in non-sex work places. I have sex there than other places. Um, I would have sex with retired sex workers. More than just retired parts. And semi-retired porn stars, then I would have sex with them and just retired semi-sex workers in general, like the retired sex workers in general. I would have sex with current porn stars and current sex workers, current semi-sex workers, all in general. And I would just have sex with current and retired people of all professions, more of more people in those professions, the sex work professions. So, just way more free sex than pay sex. If I have any pay sex, it'll be all legal. Um, but that'll be infrequent. While my frequent will be the non sex workers, infrequent sex workers. But porn will be a profession that I'll do infrequently. It won't be something. I do so much, you know. That's what works for me personally. So, I wanted to now end this episode the way it's supposed to wrap up. Or should I say, wrap the fuck up. Because that's what I'll be doing, literally. And I'll be literally wrapping the fuck up when it comes to this episode.